Hi friends and welcome to Basically Basic. This week we get to sit down with the incredible Jillian Edwards based out of Nashville, Tennessee. We are so thankful for Zoom calls and that um, this day and age allows for technology to have incredible conversations like this one. Uh, A little bit about Jillian. She resides in Nashville, Tennessee with her husband Will, the drummer for the indie rock band Colony House and their beautiful daughter Willow Fay. She's consistently written and recorded music through the lens of faith, even when she's crafting songs about love and relationships or writing songs specifically for film and television. Her songs have been featured in episodes of Nashville, Pretty Little Liars, in Grey's Anatomy, and on commercials for Citibank, among other high-profile brands. In addition, a collaboration with EDM DJ Thomas Gold resulted in a surprise hit for the singer-songwriter with Magic, on which she is credited as co-writer and featured vocalist. Her previous collection of original material, 2014's Daydream, topped iTunes singer-songwriter chart and landed at number six on Billboard's new artist chart. In 2016, she released covers, putting her creative stamp on 10 reimagined versions of some of her favorite songs written by other artists. In this past month, May 2020, she released her first faith-based EP, Meadow, featuring the songs Heaven's Eyes and Trusted. You can now stream that album on Spotify or wherever you listen to music, and we know that you are going to be incredibly blessed by our time with Jillian over our Zoom podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, it's Cammie. And it's Amanda. And we're... Basically, Basically. we just have to preface that we are on Zoom and this is our first podcast interview that's not just Cammie and I on Zoom. And so if there's a little bit of a delay, we apologize. But you know, we're just keeping our social distance. We're just making this thing work. And honestly, you guys, it's cracking me up because I've been kind of a struggle. Like my computer isn't working. I'm now I'm on, my, on my phone. But my favorite part is that if you could see Amanda right now, which we will have to do a screenshot, she is literally in her attic because that's where her internet is working the best. And her background is insulation. Like the walls are kind of falling apart. And she was like, I apologize if I'm sweating, but it's like 100 degrees in here. So if you ever question our love for you listeners, it's it shouldn't be questioned because yeah. she's literally in a sauna doing this podcast for you. <laughs> honestly, honestly, this is a blessing because this is probably my workout for the day during the podcast. Like, I, I am burning calories, let me tell you. <laughs> it's like a hot yoga. It's a hot podcast. It, it really is. This is a hot yoga podcast for me. There's a first for everything. <laughs> yes. So not only, you guys, is this our first because we're doing it on Zoom and we're trying something new, but it's also the first because this is, I realized this this morning. This is our first episode with somebody that we have not met until doing the episode. Yay! Which makes it really cool. I know. But actually, we say that, but we were talking, and I'll say who it is in a second. But we were talking earlier, and I was like, I feel like we might have met before because we have a lot of mutual friends. So we might be lying to you. If we've never met, we're not really sure. But our guest today, you guys, is none other than Miss Jillian Edwards. Yeah, so happy to be here. So honored to be your first Zoom pod. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and Jillian, just like Kimmy was saying, I we were kind of talking about you know how this was going to go, just not ever having met in person. But I can honestly say that just in our like five minutes of technical difficulties, like trying to get this thing set up, that you just seem like the kindest, sweetest person, and I'm so excited oh. to have you. Y'all are just the sweetest. You're I'm, making us I've feel like so we're excited. Oh yay! I. I mean, you really are. 
taking one for the team right now with your attic. I'm just really impressed. Let's, let's just be thankful that you guys are in your homes and not in here with me. Yes. That's amazing. So Jillian, I think you know this, but we like to start all of our podcasts with the most basic thing that there is, which is Starbucks. And so unfortunately, because of, well, you live in Nashville and because of Corona, we can't get Starbucks together right now, but we would love oh to hear God. what your favorite Starbucks drink is. Like what's your go-to right now? Oh, wow. I, I'm in a new, a new season with my Starbucks. Ooh, um, okay. I, I have fallen in deep love with an iced matcha latte with coconut milk. We, uh, again, I wish people could see us because Amanda and I both just dropped a Wrong answer. No, it's a good answer because I've never heard it No, that sounds amazing. Honestly, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be really honest here. I think matchas are so beautiful and so cool. Like, I feel like just really cool artistic people drink them. And every time I've tried, I just can't, I cannot get on the bandwagon. I don't know what it is. I just, it's. I, the first time I tasted it, I'm with you. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not for me. And then, I don't know, something happened and I wanted it. And, yeah, I've just – I'm all about it now. Iced. 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 And now I make them at home with, like, oat milk and, Ooh. and like, matcha powder and put a little <sighs> vanilla extract in there and some ice. It's that really sounds good. so good. That sounds good. So okay, good. Jillian, I have a special request. After when 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 this episode airs, would you mind sharing like your at home matcha recipe with us? Because I feel like that is wow. something our listeners would love, or maybe selfishly, I would just love it. But <laughs> I would love to share it with you. Yes, that would be maybe it's an acquired taste. It is. I think it is, and I just needed something. Um, like I love coffee and, you know, pumpkin spice latte, all the things, you know, speaking our language, girl, all <laughs> the things I'm, I'm first one there. Um, but yeah, I just like, for whatever reason, wanted a coffee alternative and it's, I mean, toddler life, you know, I needed, I need, needed more streams of caffeine. <laughs> Absolutely. That so is muscle weird. has yeah. caffeine in it. It is a caffeine. It caffeine does. Drink. So okay. it just enters your bloodstream slower so it's a longer caffeine so you don't get the high like like quickly but you also don't get the crash so it's more of like a and it's really good for you it's like packed with anyway yeah you you should be the matcha spokes gal because I am like wow I really need to give this another shot and I need to because this sounds this sounds like a real treat honestly to be honest I don't think I've ever tried it so this week that'll be my inspiration I'm gonna try it I'm gonna see how it goes and I love that you said at home you make it with oat milk because my opinion is oat milk is like the bougie hipster version of all the milks right now like yes you know what I mean? It's such a treat. It tastes so good. It's so good. It does taste so, so good. good. Yeah. Okay, Cami. So what are you drinking today? So, okay. So I am actually in Dallas today. This is, guys, this is a big day for me. Can I just say for a second? Big day. I am three weeks away from having a baby or maybe sooner, maybe later. I don't want to even say later because I'm like, not later. Please. <laughs> I get it. Sooner or exactly three weeks. Um, and you know, this, the whole third trimester I've been basically, not basically, I have been in quarantine, but my prayer, which is 
so, I mean, obviously praying for bigger things, but my like selfish small prayer has been Jesus. Let me get my nails done before this baby comes. Like that is just a simple thing that I want because you know, my nails look like talons and I just have this this baby and I'm like scratching him and it's not cute. And so I drove to Dallas today to get my nails done and I'm so excited and I'm going back to my place. I'm so pumped. I can't wait. I'll, I'll have to show you guys a picture when it's done. You deserve it, girl. Thank you. I stopped through drive through on the way and I got my go-to during pregnancy, which has been a decaf flat white with one pump of vanilla. Yeah. And I asked for a tall because I'm like with decaf, I think because I know it's not actually doing anything for me. I'm like, I don't really need more than a tall because it's really just for the flavor. Mm-hmm. But they gave me a grande anyways. And I was like, that's the favor of God right there. <laughs> it really <Okay>. is. <laughs> that is good really stuff. Is. So well, Amanda, what about you? Love that. There's nothing new on my end. Just drinking the normal double shot on ice. Yum. You know, that's my favorite. Because also toddler life slash baby life, it's like, and in quarantine, you've got to be like teacher. You've got to be mom. You've got to be cook. You've got to be like cleaning everything. Like I, mama needs the energy. So. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> that sounds amazing. All the things. But I will say there is a bit of a crash. So that's when we usually go for a walk or something. Cause I'm like, okay, the double shot is wearing off. Like, do I have more caffeine or do I just like do something better and get some exercise? So <laughs> that's where we're at. Oh, I totally get it. That sounds so yummy too. So Jillian, you said earlier, you mentioned being a mom. And so again, this is so cool because we don't really know your history either. And our listeners are hearing it for the first time, but I would love to hear a, like your family situation and then B how this time during this coronavirus has been for you. Cause I feel like this, you know, that's the ultimate question right now is just everyone's world has kind of been turned upside down and we're still, we're coming out of it, but we're still in it. And so, yeah, I just love to hear your family and then also like how this time has been going for you. Love that. Thanks for asking. This is really fun that we are meeting for the first time on this. I love it. It's kind of like a speed date and I'm into it. And it me is. too. I'm I like, love it. I'm like, see you next week, girl. We haven't even finished this combo. <laughs> I love it. Um, so my husband, Will, and I have been married. We'll be married eight years in December. Um, I met him soon after I moved to Nashville. And he's from here, born and raised. And um, he and I have a daughter, Willow Faye. I call her Faye, mostly. And um, she's amazing. We're in love with her. And she'll be three in November. Um, so yeah, he, Will and I are both um, musicians. Um, he plays drums in his band. He and his brother and best friends have a band called Colony House. And he um, is the drummer. And he's wonderful. And I'm a big fan. Um, so he spends a lot of his um, time touring. Um, so actually when this quarantine started, he had to come, like they had to call the tour off. Like he was on the road and they came home in the middle of it. Um, because that's like right when everything was getting canceled and, you know, sports were getting canceled, concerts were getting canceled. So he came home three weeks earlier than expected. Um, so while I was obviously, um, 
bummed for him because he was on a really just life-giving tour, like a tour that Colony House was just so happy for them to see the fruit of their labor of their last record and just touring it and kind of seeing the 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 joy come to life of the listeners of their music. Um, I was sad, obviously, for him to have to cut that short, but very happy for myself that I was not going to be single parenting for three more weeks. So he came home and we have had such quality time together as a family that we wouldn't have had. Obviously, everyone's having extra quality time. So that's been really amazing to just be with him more and have him home because it's just, it's our normal um, to be traveling for music stuff. So that's been a huge gift. And we've, we've even been, you know, writing and recording together at home during this quarantine time, making the most of it. And um, so, yeah, I guess after the initial hurdle of like when everything was really just stopping when the world was first like going on pause for this pandemic um we definitely had the initial hurdle of like okay 2020 thought it was gonna look this way definitely not gonna look anything like we thought it was going to look um I'm relaunching my career as a as an artist and a songwriter for the first time and um I have a new record coming out for the first time in over five years um since I've released original music. I have a covers record that I did um, in the last few years, but as far as original music, this is my first music, you know, back out into the world as a mom. And um, it's my first time to, you know, step into this faith-based music space, which is um, new for me on some levels. Um, And so it is, on one hand, it's like, wow, what what a time to, you know, share music for the first time in all these years but also I just have this piece because I feel like from the very beginning of this project and of this record Meadow that the Lord has prompted it you know from the very beginning so it's never been in my hands and it wasn't my idea in the first place I've just kind of been along for the ride and excited to just plant seeds and see whatever he, you know, grows them into becoming. And it actually just feels like, oh, of course it's right now. Like, of course it's this like seemingly bad timing. It's not, it doesn't feel like bad timing. It feels like just right. And I know that that he's just, you know, has it all under control. So we're just day by day, moment by moment, taking it all. I love that so much because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like so many people can relate to that of just, I mean, at least I felt this way. Like I had all these plans, like for these months, like I had, personally, I had baby showers planned and I had so much work stuff and like all this stuff. And it is, it's like this weird dichotomy because there's half of me, I mean, honestly, to be real, it's been more than half of me that's been taking it as, wow, God, this is such a blessing to have all this time um, of of just to to nest and to rest and to be with my husband. But then it also is this weird thing because you realize how much like we as humans live like ahead of probably where we should. Like, it's like, we think, you know, three steps ahead and we just Mm -hmm. think things are guaranteed in the future that aren't necessarily guaranteed. Absolutely. And, And I feel like for me, it's put into perspective, like just the sovereignty of God, of how all knowing he is, because 
the fact that he knew this was going to happen. Like, I love that you said like 2020, you had different plans. Like I think everybody went to 2020 with like, this is the year. And like, it was just like, we all thought we knew what the year was going to look like. And then so quickly it was just completely turned upside down. But I feel like I'm just been reminded by Holy spirit, like how much he was not surprised. And like, you know, the, the tour that your husband thought he was going to go on or like the way you probably pictured this album being released Mm -hmm. and all this timing, like all of that just kind of just fell by the wayside, but then you're getting all these other blessings in return. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that perspective because it is, it's like, I almost feel bad saying the blessings because I know for so many people, it's been way harder than better, you know, Mm -hmm. but personally, I know Amanda and I talked about this. We've just been kind of thankful for the time to rest, but also just aware that, you know, from this point forward, things just are going to look different and they are different. Yes. They're different. It's Yes. They're so different. So different. So, so you, I guess this is going to be released on Wednesday. So you will have just released your album on that on Friday, Mm -hmm. which is, so you had that planned obviously way before this all happened. Way before. Yes. So what was your first instinct? Like when, when things were shutting down and it was starting to like, you're like, okay, this actually isn't going to get better probably. Like Mm -hmm. how did you handle that with the Lord, with yourself, like your team? What did that look like? You know, it's, it would have been one thing if we had, um, already had like a big tour plan set, you know, it's really common to release a record and have immediately a tour following it, you know, to support the record. Um, we didn't have that. Um, we were still, you know, not sure what it was going to look like the following months. Um, so I really didn't have, and, and I'm comfortable with that, by the way, as a mom, like we're still, um, I'm so excited to play shows and to play these songs for people like face to face. Um, and I know there will be opportunities for that. Um, but as a mom, you know, we're, we're taking that, you know, everything into consideration. And, you know, it's not like when I was, um, not a mom and I, and I could leave at a moment's notice and, you know, play any, any shows that I could, but, um, anyway, just saying that I didn't have a huge like rollout of, you know, it's not like I had months and months of, I did have some shows that, you know, I had on the calendar, that obviously were canceled, but it was just this feeling. I've been so excited and so eager to release this music um, because it's been so life-giving for me and just every step of the way of writing these songs, the people I worked with, my management team, um, just everything about it has felt so like laid out before me and has felt so natural and I felt so at home in it all that like yes I knew that May 15th the release day of this record you know was going to be in the middle of all this once it all started happening but I'm kind I guess I'm surprised to say I didn't even really blink an eye at like it didn't it didn't seem like a like much was changing as far as like my excitement level and my peace level with these songs because um I don't know I just believe that God led me into this and and all the timing so 
while of course it was, you know, disorienting for, you know, some of my shows to have to get canceled and for life to look differently and to, you know, not be looking for, you know, a fall tour because nobody's touring this fall um, that I know of. Maybe we will, maybe it'll turn around quick, but um, anyway, it just, I don't know how to answer your question other than it just, it feels, you feel right. it feels, yeah. I feel so at peace with, with the timing of these songs. And I just, I have no choice, but to believe this is the right time for, even if it's one person that hears these songs, even if it's me, that's that, so good. Uh, that, you know, my heart could soften more to the Lord and I could take another step further into who he is and knowing him. Um, I just, I have to believe that this is, you know, it's for such a time as this. So yes. I would, okay. That's so funny. I you just said that, that exact phrase because I was just going to say in all the podcasts during this quarantine time, the phrase that the Lord keeps giving me is for such a time as this. Yes. And that, you know, he, his resurrection was for such a time as this, the light and hope in our heart is for such a time as this. And I, as you were talking, I was hearing that over and over from wow. Holy Spirit of like your songs and your releases for such a time as this, that wow. there's actually a new sound that people need to hear and hope that they need to hear. And I mean, I can just tell, like Amanda was saying, from all the mishaps in the beginning of, of us being out Zoom and my internet all working, all of that, the realness and authenticity that you carry and I think that there's something about someone who's surrendered and laid down that isn't shaken by the waves of the world before this and won't be shaken by the waves of Corona because of just your steady faith that it's like people need to hear that song that you're carrying. So wow. personally, Thank I am you. so excited for your album. Thank I can't you. wait. Thanks for yeah. asking about it. And I've just like, I can't believe I get to do this right now and just like yes. talk to y'all about life and about music and all the things. So thank you. Thanks for caring. So Jillian, I have a question. You mentioned that you took a pretty long break in between albums. And yes. so I want to know kind of what that season in between looked like for you and, and why that season was so pivotal in deciding to release this new music now, like what, you know, that kind of looked like how the Lord spoke to you in that season. And Cammie and I often talk about, we feel like for us personally, we've seen the Lord move a lot in the hidden place. And I kind of want to know if that in between time was like a hidden place for you. Wow. I love that phrase. Absolutely. I, I would love to hear your, your y'all's definition of hidden place first. Can you tell okay. me? Yeah, for sure. I can tell I you. I mean, I think I know what you're saying, but I just, I love, I just want to hear more about that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Girl, we can talk about the hidden place all day long. So, well, first of all, we have to, I have to say, I don't know. Are you familiar with Bethany Dillon? Oh, yes. Love Bethany Dillon. So because, oh wait, Jillian, we haven't said this yet, but Jillian's from Dallas. So she's a DFW girl originally. Yes. So I feel like as CFW girls, we just love a good Bethany Dillon. I love that. And I don't know what it is. I found her like in middle school, like really, and I'm 30 now. Yeah. So it's been yes. quite a while. And she was just so pivotal for me, like in the season of like, when you're trying to figure out like who, yes. you know, what kind of woman of God am I going to be like? Beautiful. Remember yes, beautiful. beautiful. I want to be beautiful. <laughs> yes. So good. Oh, guys. So, so, so how good. many times did you listen to that as a middle schooler and just like sit in your room and cry? And be oh like, yes, goodness. God. 
Yes, I am beautiful. beautiful. So she has a song that I like often love to quote. And there's a phrase that says, you could do more in my waiting than in my doing I could do. And I go back. I just, I don't know what it was. The first time I heard that song, I was in a waiting season and I felt like I was in very much the hidden place. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of a season where, um, well, we, I've shared my testimony on the podcast before, but my now husband and I had, we were high school sweethearts. We had gone through like a really rough breakup and just trying to figure out if this was the partner in life that God had for us. Mm -hmm. And it was really in this, like, and I grew, I grew up in the church. So for me, I was like, well, of course I know what God has planned. Like I go to church, I talk to God all the time, but it was always in the scene and not the unseen. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my, the first time in my life that I wanted to be with God really just in the quiet place, just with him and I. And I love that. Yeah. And I just felt him move more than I ever had. And now it's one of those things where I often crave it. Um, And, you know, if I, I can tell a difference when I'm not in a hidden place with him, whether that's five minutes in one day or whether that's an hour, like whatever he kind of allows for that to look like for me in that day. Like I talked to Cammy about, I, you know, with kids, your quiet time with the Lord can look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gwen, she's, that's my little girl. She will mm-hmm. often like color on my Bible when I have it, or, yep. you know, I'll like need to change a diaper in between. And, and sometimes that can get frustrating, but then I have to look at it through another lens of like, no Lord, this is where you have me and this is where I get to be. And I'd rather my kids see me spending time with him un- or interrupted than mm-hmm. not never at all. Absolutely. So I love that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for talking about the hidden place. I just, that, that phrase is so sweet. I just like it is. with that. And I want, so what, what you mean by hidden place could be a waiting season and, or just like small moments with God. Quite yeah. Much. Yeah. And just think, kind of the, the things that people may not necessarily see who aren't, you know, living inside your home. Yeah. And I'm sure Jillian, you can relate to this, but for me being also somebody who did music and is a performance sometimes based per- person yes. for me, the hidden place is knowing that I may not receive any on earth glory for it. Like there might not mm-hmm. be anyone who recognizes it, there may be no one else besides God that is going to give me a thank you or know that I did it. Yeah. And I'm curious, you know, just with your five years off, it's like you came to Nashville after college, going to Baylor, you were a Baylor bear. I'm sure to pursue music is my assumption. Yes. Yes. And so when you come in with a goal, it's like you come in and this is the goal and I need to accomplish it. And I'm sure taking five years off in so many ways felt like well, how is this going to get me towards my goal? You know, so many questions. Mm -hmm. Yes. But knowing that when God asks you to lay something down or when he wants it to just be about you and him writing songs just for him or whatever that looked Mm -hmm. like for you in that season. Um, I just love that you were willing to do that. And so, yeah, I loved, we just want to know like what that looked like and also like how you, how you knew that was the right thing. Because I think so many listeners, we have a lot of like 20 year old in their twenties who listen to our Mm -hmm. podcast and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the season where you just feel like, well, I got to hustle. I have to be a girl boss. Like I have to make it happen for myself Mm -hmm. and laying it down sometimes seems like the most unproductive thing yet in the kingdom. So often it's what propels us forward. So yeah, I want to hear about that for you. Yes. So to give a little backstory, because I think it's needed for the context of how to answer, you know, why the, why the gap in the five years, um, between releasing music, um, so I started recording 
music. Like I would release a little EP every couple of years. I started doing that in college. I think I was a sophomore and uh, moved to Nashville uh, the summer between my junior and senior year of college. And then I moved right back after I finished my senior year. Uh, I moved right back to Nashville, like days after graduation, just knew I was, this was where I was needing to be. And, um, and my songwriting has just evolved over the years. The, the first handful of EPs I released, um, they've always had, you know, some prayerful songs sprinkled through, but a lot of them have been relationship songs, um, love songs, uh, songs about life. And I've loved that. And I've always felt just a clarity um, with God, like it's music for me. Like music is, is where he's called me to vocationally. Um, you know, I'm called to other things in life, like being my daughter's mother and being my husband's wife and being my parents' daughter, but vocationally as a career, like I've always had that clarity that it's music and I've always felt a freedom, um, that God is filling up, you know, whatever kind of songs I write. So I've never felt like boxed in, um, genre wise. Um, but just to give a context, those first, all the records I've done leading up until now, um, have not been, um, necessarily like if you have to put a genre on them, like you wouldn't call them Christian music, um, probably, but, but you'd also listen to them as a believer and know that I was one maybe. And, you know, I've pray that the Holy spirit fills up the love songs and, you know, all that stuff. Sorry if I'm rambling about that, but important context for the to explain uh, the actual answer to your question. Um, no, that's so good. That's good. <laughs> so I, so I moved here to pursue music and kept releasing music and um, met my husband soon after I moved here, got married soon after I met him. And um, actually Spencer and Parker were like sort of put us together a little bit. So our, some of that. our mutual friends. Yes. And our basically basic listeners know Parker as well. She was on our oh, podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So okay. I love the whole like Nash. I feel like our podcast is like half Nashville, half Dallas and you're like bridging the gap because you're both. So I love oh, that. Makes me so happy. Yeah. That's very sweet. Um, so, you know, we got married and I also started, um, entered into a publishing deal, uh, which means that, you know, legally I had to write a certain number of songs per year and, and that was, um, my job. So I was doing the artist thing as far as releasing and recording music for, for myself, but also started, um, about five years ago, entered into a, a, a publishing deal, which means for me, um, it means writing songs for assignments. So specifically for TV and film, for commercials and things like that. So, um, there hasn't been a pause in music. I've just sort of taken off, you know, there came a time, um, a little bit after we got married where, and you know, I got pregnant. Um, let's see, we were married five years and then got pregnant. That's right. Um, sorry, the timeline, it's like, it's all mush. Um, but yeah, I started, you know, through a season, um, it just sort of naturally happened where the artist hat kind of came off and the songwriter hat came on where, um, 
I started focusing just on the songwriting thing. So it was life-giving and it is life-giving because it's writing songs and I love doing that, but it's a different kind of life-giving because it's not writing songs that I have to write because my heart needs to write them. So that's been really fun and really great practice. And I feel like I've learned a lot through that. Um, but anyway, I promise all of this has to do with it. Um, but I, you know, we started our family, um, through pregnancy was continuing to write songs for TV and film and just didn't have a clear vision for what my next release would be as an artist. You know, I was happy to keep writing and recording songs for my publishing company, but as far as like, you know, what's my next album, I just didn't have that urgency like I've always had in the past. Like I've always had some songs that I just feel like, oh, this is going to be my next album. And like, this is what I'm going to say next. And this is what it's going to be like. And this is the vision for it. I just didn't have that urgency for the first time. And so that happened, that sort of like, oh, I don't know what's next. Um, That was kind of all floating around in me at the same time where I went through pregnancy. And then um, we had Faye and you know, she's about two and a half now. Um, but I think when she got to be around one, um, I kind of like was in this foggy place a little bit with like, you know, no matter what, when you become a mom, I'm so excited that you're about to, oh my goodness. Um, I'm so excited too. I know I love having two moms on here because y'all are just making me like, okay, I'm about to enter into the biggest adventure of my life. Oh my Here we goodness. go. It's just, I'll say a side note since I know you guys welcome side oh, notes. Oh, we love side notes. But we don't like, only welcome side notes, we like <laughs> fully embrace and hug them. We advertise them. Yes. <laughs> side note to, I, I know I just talked about how I've always felt a clarity of calling with music, but once I had my daughter, it was like, um, like if I know, Will listeners be able to watch this? They only hear it. They won't watch it. Well, if you could, I don't yeah, know if you see. We could but. make, I mean, it's a possibility. <laughs> if okay. the people, if the people ask, we can give them what they want. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm holding my pregnant face right now. We could make it happen. <laughs> I just didn't know for a second. But I, as far as like the clarity of calling, once I had Faye, my daughter and becoming her mom, it was like, okay, yes. As sure as my calling and music has been, that's like down here. And it's just like compared to the clarity of calling of being my daughter's mother, that's just like way up here, like off the charts. So it just felt like I'm so excited for you to experience that. It's just like I feel more made for, you know, loving her than anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so Um, sweet. And don't you feel like too being – so I am not – by any means. So Cammy and I met, side, side note, so many yes. side notes. Side note Cammy side and I note. met singing in a high school girls music group when we were called Ovation. It was. What? That's amazing. It was I'm very. I'm surprised you haven't heard of us because we were kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm completely I completely love that. Yeah, slash. No one knows us but our moms. Yeah. The, the moms and siblings that were dragged along to like the Gaylord Texan that's Christmas shows. <laughs> so. That's incredible. So I. I like have a very deep love for music. And um, in fact, I 
did photography and shot weddings, which is how we had a connection earlier that we talked about. But, um, all that to say, I feel like, and I'm, I'm curious to see if you feel the same way, but I'm just a creative by nature. And I feel like once I became a mom, that part of me just was kind of reborn. Like it felt like, it felt like all of a sudden I had more to create about because I felt just like this deeper knowing of who God was and his love for me, because I only knew the new love that I had for my children. And I was like, well, if I love my children this much, holy smokes, how much does Jesus love them and love me? Like it, it just gave me this whole new meaning of him of like, wow, he really has everything covered. And I just felt I mean, obviously there's the, you know, challenges of motherhood that everyone goes through, but for the majority of the part, like I just felt so much more excited to create anything, whether that's Mm -hmm. like music, art, and as an artist, I just think that's a really exciting new step that you get to take. Yes, totally. I love that so much. Um, so I'm sorry, I'm taking 10 years to answer this one wonderful question of the hidden place and the, we the, love it. the gap in between releasing music, but all that to say, I started to, um, when Faye was about one was when I started finally, like there was time, you know, she was old enough where my mind and the capacity of myself, there was, there was more capacity to think about like, okay, what? what am I creating? Like what you're talking about and um, what do I want to do musically? Like I was feeling that something was missing. Like I, for the, really one of the first times I started sensing like, okay, I love songwriting. I love writing these songs um, for other purposes, not for myself, but that's not it for me. Like I miss the connecting with people and singing them songs that like I know that I just had to write. Um, and so I started feeling that, but still having just so many questions of like, well, I feel like something's missing and that I want to, you know, release music as myself again and songs that are from my heart again, but I just didn't have a clarity for what that would look like. And so over the next, um, year ish, um, I just, um, kind of had to sit in that tension of like, I know something's coming for me, but I don't know what it is. Like that place of asking God questions and asking yourself questions and asking people you trust questions about, you know, just, um, I don't know, soul searching really to figure out what is next for me and what feels right for me. I knew I wanted to release music again and um, connect with people again, like on a personal level, but I just didn't know what I wanted it to look like. And, um, about that same time, I just experienced, um, grief around me. Like I just, a lot of people in my closest circle really went through like the hardest day of their life. And I happened to be there for it. And, um, just cause I mean, everybody knows hard things happen. Really, really, really hard things happen. And um, sorrow happens. And uh, it happens to Christians. And it happens to everyone. Like Christians are not exempt. That that it happens to Christians because I think that so many people, myself included, when you start that journey with Jesus, you're like, okay, now it's going to be perfect, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's not the case. And so 
I mean, unfortunately, it even says Jesus was a man acquainted with sorrow. Yes. Like that he was, you know? And so it's like, how can we think we might not be if the one that we're trying to look like so deeply knew it? So yeah, that's side note, but I think that's beautiful that you said that. And I'm, I'm sorry you had to walk through that. But I, I also know that, again, like your songs and you as a person and your heart knows a whole other facet of who Jesus is probably now than you did that you didn't know before. Yes, I think that's, you know, what he gives us in brokenness and in sorrow. They're just doorways to him, you know. So um, I was experiencing like all these questions about, you know, career stuff and then like detached from that, just things in my life and in lives around me were happening that were just faith shaking moments, like just loss and heartache, death. Um, and so it just naturally happened that um, I'm my thought life is like a lot of it, you know, is writing songs, like not for any other purpose, but that's just like how I was made. And it's like become part of who I am, like thinking and melodies and how you process. Yes. So naturally in that time of walking through um, some of these things, my heart just was going to like spiritual truths and because I needed to hear them and that I wanted something to offer for those faith shaking moments um, to, you know, narrate those moments. Like what does it look like to, lean into God and have questions and, you know, be walking through like something you didn't see coming to have like a total plot twist of brokenness and heartache or whatever it is. Um, what does it look like to retreat to who he is and his presence? And so anyway, I, uh, just started having that urgency and that prompting that and that vision and purpose for what my next record would be. And slowly but surely the Lord just scooted me up into this place where I just felt like I was writing songs and planting seeds and just felt such a freedom of, uh, this is not mine. And this is, this is the Lord's and, whatever these songs need to become, whatever they grow into, I'm so pumped about it. You know, even if it's, you know, like I said, for one person, and even if that one person is me, um, my heart needs truth. And, uh, you know, the more I sing truth, I hope the more it sinks in. Yeah. Me. So, so yeah, during that gap between releasing music, there was um, just a lot of a lot of waiting, a lot of questions, a lot of joy uh, becoming a mother, um, but also a lot of just confusion about, you know, why don't I know what's next and just the questions of that. And then, um, yeah, so I think when you talk about a hidden place, um, there's been uh, a lot of uh, waiting during that time, I think, and just the tension of asking questions and waiting on the, the answers. And, um, you know, he provides everything we need to know, right. When we need to know it. Um, and Absolutely. yeah, so I think that's so good because I think that's the definition of the hidden place is doing something because it's authentic to you. And it's like how you have to release it 
with no agenda other than like what you just said, like if one person hears it or if it's just for him and for you as an, as a writer, as a creative, as an artist, like you were just processing your own life mm-hmm. for long because that's what, that's who you are and you're singing it to the Lord. And then now how cool, because it's like, when we sow seeds, they have to reap a harvest because of how God made it, you know? And so you were sowing the seeds just in your own faith and your own hope. And now I feel like what I'm excited about is this album release feels like the first page of that harvest season. Of like, you're going to get to hear people resonate with what you walk. You're going to get to get testimonies of people. And not that that's even what it's about, but it's like, he promises to make everything good and to use all of it and nothing is wasted. I'm just like, it makes me so excited. It makes me so excited for you because it's going to be, I just feel like it's going to be exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or imagine of people saying like, this is my song too. Like, this is my story too. You know, like whatever that looks like. And it's going to feel like, oh man, like I walk through the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows of, of life and death and the mountains and the valleys, all this stuff. And then you put it into words and people are going to be able to resonate with that because like you said, that's just life, you know? Mm. And so I love that you're sharing that. And I have a feeling it'll reach more than one person. Just <laughs> absolutely. We're already in We're already. And actually, uh, Jillian, I wanted to share, I was going through before this interview, just kind of your Instagram and just some different things. And I listened to the song Heaven's Eyes. It's so beautiful. Um, and the album will come out this Friday. And then yes. when we release this episode, everyone will be able to hear the whole album. So we'll be sure and put that like in our, um, in the Thank link. You. And so everyone can hear the album. We're so excited, but Thank you. I wanted to share with you just a way that something you wrote even on your Instagram about the song heaven's eyes, like how it resonated with me because I am somebody who loves to be loved and same, same. And I often get made fun of because even with my own husband, I'll tell him exactly what I want when I want it. So I'll just say like, if I'm feeling like I've been pouring in a lot of love to our kids that day or just whatever, I am really good about telling him like, Hey, I spell it out. for you. Yeah. I'd love like a sticky note of encouragement on the fridge. Maybe like it's good in a lot of ways, but in other ways, he's like, calm down, (laughs) go be with the Lord. Like, you know, I love you. (laughs) So all that being said, I I just want to share with you a way that something you wrote resonated with me and I'm going to share, uh, I'm going to read the caption and then we can kind of talk about it, but okay. Thanks. It says, Thank you for listening to my new song, Heaven's Eyes. I am a person who is hungry, actually starving for approval and validation. And this song is my roadmap on what to do with and where to take this unavoidable hunger of mine. It turns out the issue is not the need, but rather where I go to get it filled. Preach. What if I'm so hungry for affection because God desires to fill me with it himself, even to the point of overflowing? So now this hunger is a blessing rather than a burden a road to affection rather than to despair. I am quite forgetful, so this roadmap must be used often. Lord, tell me how you love me. Fixate my heart on your love. And don't you know he does it? Embrace the hunger, beloved one. The feast is waiting. That is just... Come on! It's so... And as I read that, Julian, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, it's not a burden to want to be loved this deeply by Jesus. And you just even reading that just inspired me to just ask God, like, 
obviously I know that Jesus loves me. I spend time in his word, but there's days when I wake up and I'm like, I need fill, I need to be filled more Lord. Like, you know, yes. and there's, tell and sometimes, me, tell me. yes, yeah. tell me. And sometimes I think there's a battle of like, but you know, he loves you. Like, you know, like, yeah. And I think just maybe as a woman or as a mom or as a wife, like I never want to just ask too much. And I forget that Jesus wants to give that to me. And so, yes, it's his, I think it's his favorite thing. Yeah, absolutely. And so just reading that, I just thought it's so beautiful when you said embrace the hunger, the feast is waiting. And I was like, absolutely. I am going to embrace this hunger. Like the Lord is so just eagerly waiting to give it. So I, and that's from, and then I listened to the song heaven's eyes and it is honestly just so beautiful. And even your voice, I feel like as I'm listening, you have the type of voice where I can put it on in the car on a drive and just check out and I'm in a different world and I'm just hanging out with the Lord. So I just wanted to encourage you in that, that it already inspired my heart just in before the whole album's even released. Wow. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so grateful that resonated with you and just that like, I'm not alone in that. Like (laughs) I really do. If I'm not actively intentionally like taking action to bring myself to God to get that filled, then I am just clamoring for it. And it puts pressure on everyone around me because, and it puts pressure on the success of things, the failure of things, because I'm just looking for someone to tell me who I am and for someone to tell me I'm worthy. And it just, you'll get disappointed. I get disappointed everywhere else. So it's, I, I, I'm so grateful that he's, you know, gracious to, to give us that hunger. And also that, like, I think in our culture and just sort of the conversation of emotions and even just like women and like neediness, um, it's like our neediness with God is like, that's the key. You know what I mean? Like to just, um, I don't know. It's easy to like sort of brush aside that hunger for affection and approval and to like say that that hunger is a bad thing. The bad thing is when you take the hunger elsewhere, you know what I mean? It's like, God made me this way. He made me, he made you want a sticky note on the fridge. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, yes. It's just like, because so I, I just, I don't know. I think there's sticky notes on the metaphorical fridges all over the place. <laughs> I love that so much. That's incredible. I'm going to share that with my husband and be like, you know what? This sticky note is from the Lord. He told me this, this morning. <laughs> I love that. That's oh, thank so you for good. That. Jillian, is there a song, maybe it's Heaven's Eyes, or is there a different song on the album that like, and I know as a songwriter for me, it can change like weekly or daily. So maybe yesterday you had a song that was your favorite and was speaking to you the most and today it's a different one but is there a specific song in the album that you feel like man like I really wrote this for me and truly if no one else hears it it doesn't matter because it's ministering to my heart you know wow I feel like the question of uh, I get the question you know, I feel like every songwriter gets the question, like, which one's your favorite? And the answer is always like, they're like your kids. You can't pick your favorite because they're all yours. Um, but as far as, you know, the one that there is one that stands out as one that feels the most natural to me, I feel the most at home in. 
Um, I always say Meadow, which is the title track, and it's um, the second song on the record. Um, I feel like um, I co-wrote that song with my friend David Leonard, but I feel like so at home with it lyrically, sonically, melodically, like on guitar. I feel like 17-year-old Jillian could have written it and 70-year-old Jillian could have written it. And I love that. Like 31-year-old Jillian is comfortable. Did write it. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, that's the one that kind of feels like the one that I gravitate towards most. It's like my, it's my, it's like my living room couch. It's the most comfortable. But as far as the one, I feel like you tagged on to the end of that question. Like if there's one song that like ministers to me, um, for that, what comes to mind is Weak Proudly, a song on, on this record. And it's, um, yeah, that's just all I'll say about that is it just feels like I needed to write that song. And um, if if the fruit is just that I needed to and I got to, then that's enough. Did you say it's called Weak Proudly? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a strange that title. Already hit me. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's it's, so good. It's in the Bible, so. <laughs> you're like, I actually didn't come up with that idea. It was Jesus's, but <laughs> you wrote a song about it, so we're thankful. Thank and that's so cool. Well, another question I was thinking of, just because you're being so vulnerable and real, is, so you, I don't know if our listeners know this, but you kind of married into, like, a Christian famous family, right? I mean, that you're, correct me if I'm wrong, but your father-in-law is Stephen Curtis Chapman, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so that's like kind of crazy I'm sure um but how like I just want to know what that's like like how do you navigate when you're kind of in the spotlight your whole family is just because of the person you're happy to marry into and I feel like a lot of pastors feel this way or like worship leaders or whatever where people are looking to you to maybe have all the answers sometimes or to feel like you have to be perfect like but then I feel like you've done such a good job even just in this conversation and through your music of being like, no, I'm just a real person, like a real girl who's figuring this stuff out. Like, how has that been for you? Was that ever challenging? Like, what does that look like? That's such a great question. I, man, so I call him Papa Steve. So that's how I'll refer to him. Um, Papa Steve. Papa Steve. Can I call yes. him Papa Steve? Never met Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Like, of course. Papa Steve. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he just runs into two girls on the street one day and we're like, hey, Papa Steve. Papa Steve, what's up? He's I like, no. he, would he would honestly be like, hey. <laughs> would. I love that. So sweet. <laughs> oh, so kind. Um, he has, you know, spoken into this whole process and been, you know, such a mentor for me in it. And, um, I'm just, I'm really thankful for his, his care in it and just like belief for me in it and support. Um, as far as like pressure or anything, I don't know. I just, I don't really feel it. I don't really feel the pressure to be a certain way. Um, I just feel like myself. You know what I mean? It's just like how you guys, you know, probably relate to your father-in-laws. Like, it's just like, that's my father-in-law, you know? Um, and That's my Papa Steve. That's my Papa Steve. <laughs> that's Papa Jim, Cammie. I love my Papa Jim. Do you, call, do you call him that? 
I well, actually call him Jim Dad, so that's really funny. Oh, that's cute. I, I call that. my in-laws Becky Mom and Jim Dad, and they that are the awesome. cutest things ever. That's a really cute. I love that. Oh man, yeah. I I just I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it does. I, yeah, it just feels really um like he's been so supportive and and you know taking me on tour with him and like you know I have those moments we've done a couple of Christmas tours together and I like flip flop internally in between like, Oh yeah, this is so fun. Like my husband's dad is the kindest and like, I love singing with him and like, this is so cool and fun. And then I like revert to like, well, what am I doing on stage with Steve <laughs> Curtis Chapman? Like who I listened right. to growing up, who I, you know, was a big fan of long before I met will or move to Tennessee or anything like what am I doing here this guy is a legend <laughs> a legend like you know so there's definitely both both yes of that I love it because that's such a Nashville like story of you know Nashville it, it's a big city but it's also a small town yes. and I can only imagine like you meeting will and probably having no idea who his dad was uh-huh. and then like having that conversation at some point where he's like, yeah, like my dad, Stephen Curtis Chapman. You're probably like, I'm sorry, which he probably would never say it like that. But like, however you discovered that, you know, you're like, oh, this is bizarre. Cause again, side note, um, one of my closest friends in college was a guy named Taylor York who is in Paramore. And the story of how I found that out was like the funniest thing. So we were friends for a while like we had like he was come to our house all the time because he was close with my roommates and I just assumed he went to Belmont like I had no idea I'm like yeah he's around and then one day I was like I never see you on campus like what like what's your major like why don't I ever see you and he was like well I don't go to Belmont and I was like wait what like how do we know you then why are you at our house like who are you and he was like yeah I actually tour like I'm in a band and I was like oh that's cool like you know typical Nashville yeah. And then I was like, so what I know your band? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Um, it's called Paramore. And I literally looked at him and I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like you're okay. in Paramore. Right. That's and amazing. Then, that is our, very Nashville. Right. Is, our friends yeah, were like, no, King, like, he's actually in Paramore. And I was like, I'm sorry. What? What? You know? And so it is, it's, but it I makes you it. realize like just what you're saying that everyone is just a real person dealing with their real stuff. And like, Stephen Curtis Chapman is Papa Steve. Like that's who he is at his core. <laughs> and that's this yes. part of your story is you're in this family. And again, God knew like way before that this was going to be even a part of your musical journey is like you get to, you know, get to write with him and, and grow your artistry. And that's not a coincidence. So I think that's so Absolutely. cool. Yes. Thanks for asking. I love, I that. love that. Awesome. Well, Jillian, as we wrap up, I would love for you to just share like one last thing I was thinking is what is like your prayer and your like heart cry when people listen to this album? Like, what do you hope that they take away as they sit and listen to Meadow? And like, yeah, I mean, just what's your prayer for your listeners as they're experiencing the songs? Oh, my like shortest prayer when I'm just like down to when I'm just down to it and I'm just like praying and like, you know, you have moments where you're 
you have the time and the quietness and you can pour your heart out and sit in the quietness and there's all sorts of things I ask for and hope for for this record but when I am just like directing a thought quickly um to God like in regards to this record it's increased intimacy with him um so that's like the quickest way to say it but um it's called meadow because I um oh no low battery your mac will sleep soon unless plugged into a power outlet that is real this is real life it's real oh, real oh no plug it in plug and it my in. thing is not gonna reach so are we are we we're good you girl you wrap this prayer we've up got, we've got two minutes or so the word of god is on this prayer um, i sometimes pray jesus be my gasoline when i have no more gas so i'm just gonna say jesus be your battery yes yes and just make it last. yes um meadow is the name of the record but it's the name i gave for that quiet place with the lord of just that secret place we have with christ within us the life of christ and it is his presence it's we have access to his peace we have a flourishing green place within us that remains flourishing and green you know in the midst of changing circumstances around us and it's not that life always looks like a meadow, like rainbows and butterflies, but it's that we have that um, that place, that presence with God that we can I love that. at any time. So. That's so good. It's that Psalm 23 that exactly. there's those green pastures always there. Exactly. Yes. That's such a good picture. Thank you. Thank y'all so much. I'm yes, so Jillian, this now. has been, no, you're so great. This has been so wonderful getting to talk to you and just getting to hear your heart a little bit behind the album. And I personally am so excited for Friday, May 15th, Thank for all of you, you listening. And we will be sure to put all of the info on our social media when this episode comes out so everyone can have a listen. Yes. Thank you so much. So honored. And it just, it's a joy to speak with y'all. Yeah. And I feel like a theme from this episode was like, if it's only for one person and I was just thinking, I'm like, well, if this was only for us to have a new friend, I'm so thankful because I just adore you. And I, I feel like we've known you for forever. So I know our listeners are going to feel the same way. So to hear your story and know your heart. Absolutely. So much. So basically what we're saying is don't be surprised if the next time we're in Nashville, you get a phone call and we're like, Hey girl, want to get coffee? Yes. Yes. Do do y'all come to Nashville? Because I want to hang out with you. Yes. Especially pre Corona days. We definitely did. Oh, right. I forgot about that. (laughs) But I want to hang out in the fall for sure. And we'll hang out. It'll be fun. Please do. I would really love it. Cammy yes. has family in Nashville, so we have a place to stay. We're good to go. We'll just grab coffee the next time we're there. Yes, oh, now please. I, now I want Frothy Monkey so badly right now. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love it. So good. Guys, well, we just hope that this episode blessed y'all as much as it did us and that you feel like you got a new friend in Jillian just like we do. And we know that you're going to want to connect with her and follow her on Instagram and all the social media places. And so we're going to tag her all this whole week and hear more about her music and who she is um, through just connecting all with links. But please go check out Meadow um, and just, yeah, just get to that quiet place with the Lord and picture whatever your green pasture looks like with him. 
just picture him walking with you through this album. And I just pray that whether it's in your car or in your quiet place or your prayer closet or your shower, like wherever it is that you're listening, that you just feel the peace of his presence and just the genuine authenticity that we now know was scripted into every melody and lyric that Jillian wrote. So guys, we love you. you Um, We're praying for you in this crazy time in the world. And thanks for taking a pause out of your day to spend time with the three of us. So I'm Cammie. I'm Amanda. We're basically basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic.